to Something to Say. Today, I have my friend and co-worker, Brooke, on with me. Say hello, Brooke. Hello, Spotify world and everyone listening to Kayla's podcast. And all the platforms, <laughs> all the platforms. out there. <laughs> I've mentioned ever since that I started this podcast that if you had something that you, a topic you'd like to talk about or a specific story you'd like to share that may help someone else to reach out to me. I've had several of you reach out to me and I will get those those scheduled. But one thing that Brooke and I talk about sometimes is anxiety. So today we want to kind of dive into anxiety and Brooke's going to share a little bit of her story and how she deals with things that come up anxiety related. So I will let her go ahead and just dive in. Awesome. So I just want to say, you know, love listening to Kayla's podcast. Um, I think it's important, as she said, you know, there's probably somebody out there dealing with the same thing you are. This is a really great forum to kind of get that stuff out in the open. And like, you know, she was, she's been talking about how being open about, you know, her eating disorder might help somebody else. You know, I feel like for me and anxiety, I hope the same thing is I think there's still, even though we've come a long way um, over the, the years, but there's still that stigma around mental health and it's uncomfortable sometimes talking about mm-hmm. it with people because you don't want to feel like you're a burden on someone by sharing how you feel about stuff or what's going through your head. And you also don't want people to think you're crazy um, <laughs> too, which happens a lot or that you're just making it up and, and that, those kind of things. So it's, it's hard, but uh, you know, that I'm, I'm happy to share kind of how I deal with it and my story around it. And hopefully that'll, that'll help you all. And again, if y'all everyone talk about it. I'm sure, you know, Kayla and I both are listening ears mm-hmm. and, and that hopefully will help you. So for me, uh, just a little bit about me. So, of course, I work here at Dollywood with Kayla, and I you know, grew up here in, in the Smoky Mountains. And for the most part, I've never really took a look and understood what anxiety really was um, until the past couple of years. So if you're familiar with models of, you know, growth and development and personality tests and things like that, that's something I'm really geeky about. Mm-hmm. And, and my friends here kind of know that about me. But recently we've been as a company um, getting into the Enneagram. And if you're not familiar with it, I'm sure Kayla could probably have another podcast where we could talk about the Enneagram more specifically. Yes. Um, but if you're familiar with the Enneagram, there are nine different kind of personality types and how you see the world. And for me, I classify as an Enneagram type six. And the name for that is the loyal skeptic or the loyalist. And kind of the hallmark traits of a type six is your core fear is fear. And you are really good planners. You have a plan A, B, and C for every situation because you are always ready for the worst case scenario. Um, you like clear expectations. You like to know what's happening, change, and the unknown are very uncomfortable for you. And that is what drives you to create connections with people to feel safe and secure. And so that's kind of how I see the world. I tell Kayla and the, and the girls here, um, what it's like to live in my brain <laughs> is, uh, you know, I give the example of I'm laying in bed at night and I'm thinking to myself, I have a split level home. So my house is, or my, my bedroom is on the second floor. And I think to myself, okay, if someone was to break in right now, how would I get out? Do I jump out the window and risk that? Do I try to run to get to the back porch? Or, you know, like it's that weird <laughs> worst case scenario thinking like, why are you on the night? Like thinking stuff like that. 
And like, that's just how it is. You're just constantly like worried about things that don't matter and probably aren't ever going to happen. But you're prepared. But you're prepared for it, you know, but that's kind of how like, you know, my, my brain works. I also use the example of driving. Like if you don't like driving is a, you know, type six is worst nightmare because you're always thinking who's the X factor who's going to run over me what's going to happen. So it's, it's kind of stuff like that. So but yeah, I didn't really realize um, that I personally deal with anxiety until a couple of years ago. And so just to give some highlights, I guess it was 2019 when it all kind of started coming on for me. So just, you know, high level, you know, it wasn't in a super great relationship at the time, but was kind of dealing with it. So I was keeping a lot of that stuff to myself and kind of was isolating myself because of that. But then, it, and this story sounds crazy uh, once you say it out loud, but when it's all in your brain, you know, it's all kind of jumbled and, and makes you stressed. But um, I was in the shower uh, and I thought I felt a lump in my breast. And so I was freaking out that I might have breast cancer and I, my brain went into this spiral of all the things that could be wrong with me. And I didn't want to tell anybody because if I told somebody, then it became real and then I'd have to deal with it. So it was probably two weeks of this inner turmoil in my brain of like, is it, it's probably not anything, but it could be something and I'm going to die. And what am I going to do if I die? And then all, this whole spiral of, of negative thoughts and anxiety around it. And it didn't um, really come to terms until a couple of weeks into it, it manifested physically. And so I remember, um, I think I had been helping at Splash Country that day. We were doing a host event for Share It Forward. And um, the whole day, I just, my heart was beating out of my chest. I thought, well, maybe it's just too much caffeine. Maybe I just need to relax and lay down. And then, but it never really, no matter how much I rested or, you know, if I drank a whole bunch of water and tried to, you know, uh, to do that, it didn't stop beating until I'm laying in bed that night. And then my left arm starts hurting Mm -hmm. and my heart's beating out of my chest. And of course, every time you Google something, Mm -hmm. it tells you the worst thing. (laughs) And I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, My dad has some um, history of heart problems too. And I thought it's a heart attack. Mm -hmm. It's something I need, you know, so I called my dad to come take me to the hospital. Um, and they took me in, you know, they did the whole tests on me and, you know, no blood clots, EKG was normal. Everything looked, you know, looked fine. The, the, the scan came back normal. And, you know, the ER doctor was like, have you been stressed lately? And of course, I'm not going to tell this ER doctor in front of my dad, oh, I think I might have breast cancer. Yeah. But I've just convinced myself that and I, I lied and said, oh, it's just, you know, some work stress. I've just been stressed at work lately. He said, well, you know, this looks just like an anxiety attack. It's a panic attack. Um, it feels just like a heart attack, but it's, but it's not. And I'm like, an anxiety, like really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> an anxiety attack? Um, okay. Um, and then, uh, of course, you know, he said they could provide, uh, prescribe me some kind of antidepressant or something like that to kind of help cope with it. But that, he really recommends I, you know, do some more exercise and really just address the problem. So it wasn't for another couple of days that I just couldn't take it anymore after that. And I called my mom and told her I thought, <laughs> you know, I felt something. Mm-hmm. And then and she was really great about it. She said, well, let's just schedule an appointment. I'll go ahead and check you out. I think the next day I went to um, my gynecologist and she did a breast exam and she didn't really feel anything going wrong. But she said, we'll schedule you a ultrasound, you know, to mm-hmm. just to be sure. And literally after the like the moment of the ultrasound when the nurse said 
oh, there's nothing wrong here. It's just a thick ridge of tissue or something mm-hmm. like that. All that anxiety pain left my body wow. because I addressed the problem. Yeah. So that's kind of how I realized I had mm-hmm. anxiety uh, and what that felt like. And so now I, you know, I feel like I'm getting better at recognizing the triggers mm-hmm. and the symptoms of it <laughs> um, when it manifests physically. I'm always great at addressing it mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, at, and coping with it, but it's an everyday struggle to figure out what's triggering you and why. I've, you know, the mantra I give myself and others who deal with it is, you know, you have to address it as soon as you can. If there's mm-hmm. a thought in your head that is stressing you out, you have to get it out of yeah. your head because it just will fester. Mm-hmm. So at one point, I like I, I wrote it on my whiteboard mm-hmm. at work and I said, the more it lingers in your brain, the worse, the worse it's going to be. Yeah. So just get it out and address it. So, um, so that's something I've been trying to do. I don't mm-hmm. always do well because it's like, I'll just do it later. I'll just do stress. I can handle it. But yeah, I mean, but it's an everyday struggle of trying to figure, you know, coping with, okay, okay, this is an anxiety moment. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do about it? And it's not always easy to, to do that. I think, um, so a more recent example that I've been trying to get out there is like, I've been uh, dating someone new recently. And, and I remember we were first talking and I was getting nervous about our first date and anxiety was ramped up. Like it was pain in my arm and I started making these scenarios like oh you know how meeting a new person is Mm -hmm. like okay well like your picture looks like this but are you really good like Mm -hmm. do you have are you balding do you have all your teeth what does your voice sound like you you have a list and these (laughs) questions are going in my brain and so I took a shot and I said hey I want to ask you a series of anxiety like prone questions Mm -hmm. just to get them out of the way and of course he thought that was funny um and answered them because he's sweet like that but anyway and how much better I felt after (laughs) after just getting that out of my brain versus letting it fester over the course of a couple of days until I actually met him like I said it's it's not easy and and like you know you know more better than anyone how it's a daily Mm -hmm. struggle when you struggle with something how you feel like you got really good days where like I tackled that and I did that well um and then there's other days where um you don't want to get out of the bed (laughs) you don't want to address it It Mm -hmm. it's not real I just lay here. It'll go away. It'll maybe. go away, yeah. but it never goes away. Yeah. But uh, so that would be, you know, a couple of things on managing it. Address it if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to always help. But then if you're just naturally kind of feeling anxious about stuff, if there's not one thing you can pinpoint that you mm-hmm. can address, it sounds cliche, but exercising also mm-hmm. really helps. I try to go at least three times a week and just... Even if it's just walking around the track, just yeah. getting your heart pumping and your, you know, blood going, that helps. Um, or just put on some fun music mm-hmm. and just dance. Like yeah. any of those, find those little things that get you out of that headspace mm-hmm. and onto a better path. Because I will tell you, laying in bed, although I still do it, you know, mm-hmm. laying in bed <laughs> and pretending like the problem yeah. doesn't exist is not a good way to manage it. But, uh, but anyway, so that is my take on anxiety. And again, I could talk forever about it because it's a constant thing but well um, and we do it, if you're listening and you do have questions we can always do a Q&A as well on those things we would be happy to get back on here and, and kind of address those mm-hmm. but as far as I think the point you brought up recognizing that you do have a problem is mm-hmm. the first step in trying to remedy mm-hmm. this I didn't realize that I had anxiety Mine came on when I was diagnosed with my eating disorder, 
And I just sort of went into panic mode and really didn't know how to deal with it. So really up until the past couple of years is really when I've learned how to address it and how to to cope with it. I still struggle with it, kind of like Brooke said. It's a daily battle, and her anxiety looks a little bit different than mine does, but in the sense of you still need to deal with it and try to, she said, putting on music or going for a walk. I love to just put my earbuds in and go Mm -hmm. for a walk, listen to music or a podcast. It does take my mind off of some of those things because I'm I'm an overanalyzer. I will sit and think about things that will probably never, ever happen, but I can make up all those scenarios and all those stories in my head and really believe that they're going to be true when they're not. But that does kind of aid the or enable the Mm -hmm. anxiety and the anxious feelings that you do have. It just kind of makes it makes it worse. But crocheting for me, I like to crochet. I think Brooke crochets some too. Mm -hmm. But anything that will keep your mind busy or you can do with your hands or that will take your mind off of any thoughts of Mm -hmm. anxiety that you do have. That's always a big help for me. For my anxiety pieces, I struggle with eating food around people. I'm still working on that. That is a daily struggle for me. Going to the doctor, I have rescheduled multiple appointments because I I have very bad anxiety attacks when I go to get on a scale and weigh. Mm-hmm. And just learning how to manage it, like Brooke said, is the big piece of it. Even if it's something you go in, and this is what I've been told, going to the doctor Tell them you're in eating disorder recovery and that you don't want to know your weight. So things that you kind of have to set those mm-hmm. boundaries for as well. So as far as being able to deal with that, if you write it out, I like the idea of mm-hmm. writing it out too to where you can see it. That that would be a big help as well. Mm-hmm. But I want to kind of switch gears mm-hmm. now. We're going to play a little game. Um, we're going to do a this or that. And I did not tell Brooke what these, <laughs> what these options were. So. Off the cuff. We're just going to fly blind here and go go with it. They're all random. So, football or basketball? Football. Brooke is a big UT fan. Big, big UT Vols fan. fan. Her office is decorated in <laughs> UT Vols. Absolutely. Uh, for me, basketball, I did enjoy the Michigan-Ohio State game this weekend, though. They won, That's and they've insane. not, yeah. they've not beat uh, <laughs> Ohio State in, I think they said, 20 years. Mm-hmm. My brother will correct me if I'm wrong on that. But for the most part, basketball, because I grew up, Watching my brother play basketball mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Cake or pie? Pie, for sure. Probably, I like pie. I like both of them, so I don't know if I can even choose which so one. Our coworker um, had pie at her wedding, and it was just wonderful. All sorts of different. Oh pies. yes, she did. Yeah. She did. <laughs> Couch or recliner? Probably recliner if it has a good rocker. Yeah, I like her. I like to sit in my recliner. Mm-hmm. My dog. She loves me mm-hmm. when I sit in my recliner. She loves me all the time, but she loves to sit with me in the recliner. I didn't come out the way I wanted it to. Yeah. TV shows or movies? I think TV shows mm-hmm. because some TV shows are like movie quality, especially yeah. those HBO ones. Yeah. So. I would Netflix. have to say TV shows too because yeah. depending on how many seasons they put out, you can just sit and binge, and binge. watch. Absolutely. When you're writing, a pen or a pencil? Pen. Depends on what I'm doing. If I'm balancing my checkbook, I have to have a pencil so I can erase <laughs> things. But if I'm writing a letter, I'll use a pen. Yeah, in college they drilled pens into us. Yeah. So you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> you just can't mess up. <laughs> can't mess up. Hamburger or taco? 
Taco. For sure. Taco for me too. I love Taco Bell. It's my very favorite fast food restaurant. Our coworker uh, Josh had asked, "Do you have the uh, Taco Bell app?" I was like, "Do I have the Taco Bell app?" She had all the rewards. All the rewards. (laughs) Oh, so when you're driving or going on a trip, Mm -hmm. passenger or driver? I would say probably I like to be the driver because. I'm in more control, and mm-hmm. I get car sick sometimes, but okay. I'm sure people who ride with me would rather I be the passenger. <laughs> I like to be the driver because I think I can control the music that's playing. Uh, Not that I always do, but no. that gives me a little bit of an idea. Okay, I'm going to listen. Yes. <laughs> so, to receive, would you rather receive an email or a letter? I guess it depends. So, I think... I would say letter now because mm-hmm. emails, there's just so many emails. Yeah. Someone, especially if it's from someone, yeah. not like a bill or something. Yeah. If yeah. it's from someone. Like a time, letter or something. Yeah, to, to, to write. write. I think that would be, that would be sweet. I think a letter, it, we don't do letters often anymore or even little notes. I mm-hmm. think handwritten letters or notes are yes. a good thing to, it looks more heartfelt. I agree. So. All right, that is going to wrap us up for this episode. Thank you, Brooke, for coming and talking to us about anxiety. So, but if you do have questions for us, email me at something to say with Kayla at gmail.com. And if you would, whatever platform you're listening on, if you would go rate and review that for me, I do enjoy looking at the reviews that you put out there. Thank you to those who have reviewed. I appreciate that very much. But you all have a good rest of your week, and we will see you again next week. 